Hi, and welcome to my podcast, Jack to the Future. From science and inventions to pollution and recycling, I talk about what's changing in the world, the future, and how we can help with that. Every month I'll talk about a different future theme. For example, the future of science, tech, sustainability, reading, music and all sorts of other ones. The future of everything. Did you know? You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Jade to the Future and on YouTube as Jack to the Future. Follow me to get behind the scenes info, access to the previews about my next episodes and much, much more. This week's episode is about the future of fast food. I talked to my special guest, Matt Pryor, founder of Vegheads, which is a vegan restaurant and take and takeaway covering a Hertfordshire in Essex. I talked to Matt about the food on his menu, how he came up with the cool names for his dishes and the origin of the company name. We talk about what veganism is, how technology is influencing the fast food industry, what fast food packaging might look like in the future and why vegan alternatives are sometimes made to look and sound like meat products. Yes, I know it's not good for you, but if I'm honest, I do like takeaways and fast food. We don't have them very often, but my favourite is definitely Mexican or something spicy. What's yours? When we got thinking about the future of fast food, there was so much to think about. Health, obesity, packaging, sustainability, carbon footprint, how people order and receive their food, as well as the food itself, of course. We looked at some research on the GWI website. They're a UK market research company and they collect information about customers and how they shop and what they want. As you're probably aware, during lockdown due to COVID, because people couldn't go out to restaurants, takeaway and delivery services for fast food got really popular. But did you know that pizza fast food chains actually did the best out of all 10 companies for this? Domino's and Pizza Hut increased their customers by a whole quarter. Interestingly, the UK, Italy, Germany and Japan still prefer to get their fast food face-to-face in person. In America, it's drive throughs and India, China and Brazil, it's through an online app. French customers preferred a self-service kiosk, which I'll talk to Matt about a bit more later. The research showed that people are more interested in healthier fast food choices, particularly now as it's January, which is a time when people often make New Year's resolutions. This doesn't necessarily mean people are looking for low-fat foods, but the research showed that people are looking for high-protein options. So maybe the future of fast food is more high-protein options. We're already trying to reduce down our meat-eating at home in my family, and there's so many vegetarian and vegan options that are really tasty. Today we're talking about a vegan fast food restaurant, and I'm not necessarily saying that the future of fast food is just vegan food, but maybe more that people will be moving away from eating meat. We see now in the supermarket meat and veg combinations, so like meat and veg sausages or beef mints with 40% veg mixed in. Not only is this better for the environment and healthier, it might take easier for, for people who eat meat, who like meat, or don't like the idea of giving up meat, maybe move towards eating more plant-based options. Maybe this is the future. If fast food restaurants do serve meat, maybe in the future, it'll be really expensive because it won't be as easy to get or maybe to discourage people from buying it or maybe only quality organic ingredients will be used so it is healthier for us. Who knows? What do you think?
I'd like to welcome my special guest today, Matt Pryor, founder of VegHeads, which is a plant-based food restaurant and takeaway covering Hertfordshire and Essex. Hi, Matt. Happy New Year. Hello, mate. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> First up was a bit of an icebreaker. Will you do a fast food quiz with me? I will, yeah. Let's do it. I say the slogans for a particular fast food chain. We both have to guess the name of the business, okay? Okay, cool. So, first one is... I'm loving it. <laughs> Do I say the name out loud, yeah? Yeah, I think I know what it is too. That's I know what it is. It's pretty easy. Should we say it at the same time? Yeah. Okay, one, two, three, McDonald's. McDonald's. Correct. Well done. That was quite easy. Finger licking good. I don't know this one actually. Finger licking good. Yeah. Oh, I, I unfortunately do know this too. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. The answer is KFC. Oh. Okay, number three is have it your way. Um, oh, that's a good one. Oh, I think I know. Mm-hmm. Do you think you know or you don't know? No, I have no idea what any of these are, actually. Might be Subway. Oh, it's close. It's another burger chain. Is it Five Guys? Oh, no. Burger King? It is Burger King, correct. There you go. (laughs) Eat fresh. Oh, I think that's Subway. It is, One of them will eventually be Subway. (laughs) Yeah, better ingredients, better pizza. I think this is Pizza Gogo, I'm not sure. Think bigger. Pizza Express? Oh, that's what I would have said. What else is out there? Pizza Hut? It's got a man's name in it, in the title. I think there's quite a few Luigi's out there. It's a Papa John. Oh, Papa John's. Oh, of course. How can I forget Papa John's? And another pizza one, Pizza Delivery Experts. I think this is... Pizza Deliver Experts. Oh, I think it's Go Getter? No, those are like business that deliver them. I'm not sure. I don't really know. I, th- I think it might be Domino's. It is. Yeah. What do you think a good slogan would be for a vegan fast food chain? <laughs> I don't know if you know my slogan. No, I don't know what you're Veg Heads one is plants are burgers too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that in the sign. It would have been out the front, yeah. Jack's got one, haven't you? Yeah, but it's not... Well, I don't really like it that much. Come over here. Hey, one of your five a day. <laughs> I like it. Nice one. Who won that one? What you? you? We should establish the prize beforehand. No, not a prize. What would the prize be? I don't know. Some Jack's the Future merch, maybe. Jack's the Future merch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. Got a t shirt on, though. Oh, nice one. Yeah, oh, that's maybe. cool. I drew that myself. Oh, well done. Nice one, dude. We read on your website that the idea for Veghead started in Mexico. Can you tell me about your trip there, please? Yeah, sure. It was actually in 2018. So just at the beginning of 2018, I just moved over there. One-way flight, had enough of England. And I got lucky with the people I met over there. Ended up staying in a town called Playa del Carmen on the East Coast. It's a very good sort of place to be vegan anyway. Great vegan options and stuff for food and that. And then like one girl I I knew over there, she had her own food business and I would just help her make some stuff and then before I knew it I invented my own burger and was selling that with her out there and then when it was time to come back to England I thought oh I can maybe do this as a thing and you know get the message out there that plant-based food can be really good and maybe I'm the one to do that in this local area so there we go a few months later after spending all the money I had (laughs) setting up veg heads was born and plant-based burgers were a thing so but it was just I don't know just a bit of creativity in the kitchen suddenly it was like oh I can do this how long did it take you to make your first burger not long at all actually I mean if you think about making for four or eight people the ingredients are obviously a lot less so to then go from that to then making enough for a hundred people 
it's a completely different thing. It was just a case of trying to make it work with the amount of ingredients that I needed. But the first burger I made, which is not on the menu anymore, it was called the El Bino. It's not obviously in Spanish, but it's got a Spanish twang to it. That never changed. The recipe never changed the whole time from when I was out there to when it was on the menu at Veggies. Mm-hmm. That was a black bean mushroom and walnut burger, that one. Ooh. Yeah, nice bit of spice to it. Yeah, yeah it was a good one. How did you come up with the name for your business and dishes? Because they say like, oh, how do you pronounce that? Oh. And bergs. Yeah, just, I don't know, just shortened it. And then obviously you hear people, you know, when they're like, oh, I'd love a hot dog. Okay, cool. I'll just try and spell that and then put it on the menu. Yeah. You might have seen on the current menu, you've got some quirky names on there, like No Harm in a Chicken Palm. Did you see that one? Yeah, I've seen that one. Just having a laugh, you know, I, I don't take complete credit for everything. I've got some really good staff trying to allow them to be as creative as they can as well. So, Ooh. you know, with the names and with the recipes. And we're just really lucky we can bounce off each other. Great ideas, quirky, colourful and delicious food, which is great. <laughs> the actual name Vegheads, that has a bit of a funny story to it. Yeah. So when I was at school, my friends decided to start calling me Meathead. <laughs> this is on the website, by the way, so it's not like a secret. But it was literally started because I headed a football really far. And then it grew to me having maybe a big head, as in like a physically big head. And so the nickname stuck because I didn't like it. So they obviously carried on calling me it. So this is my get back at them. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to call my business Bedheads because you used to call me Meatheads and obviously there's no meat on the menu. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and now they don't call me Meathead anymore. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I tried your... Vegan <laughs> yeah. chicken. Yeah, and pizza pies. <coughs> My favourite ingredient was the southern fried plant-based patty. I'm not a vegan, but I think it's somebody who doesn't eat meat or dairy. Is there anything else they don't eat? So vegan is more than just food. I just want to make that point. So, so yeah, it's no meat, no dairy, no eggs, no animal products. So, you know, in some sweets, there's like gelatin, which I don't really want to go into too much detail what gelatin is, but it's not very nice and it's from animals. Yeah. So some sweets have that in, you know, like makeup and loads of things that you can buy, like cosmetics and stuff that have been tested on animals. And obviously, if you don't want to use animals in any way or you don't want to cause harm to animals, then it's a case of maybe avoiding those cosmetics or those products. So, for instance, I've changed my toothpaste. I've changed shower gel, stuff like that, because of those other companies I was using before may have tested on animals to get those products. And then you've got material as well. So a vegan wouldn't wear leather or silk or fur because nowadays we know that those animals died for that material. There's plenty of alternatives out there. So it's just a case of knowing what to look for. But once you get the hang of it, it's uh, it's pretty easy. Yeah. And a lot of sweets and chocolate, they usually palm oil, which is also a lot good thing. Yeah, palm oil. I mean, if they weren't using palm oil, they'd probably use another type of oil that, that came from a plant. So it's bad what they've done. As you as you know, you've talked about deforestation with, with someone before, right? Yeah. The main problem is the amount of things that people want. And so because the amount of things people want, is so big it's really hard to farm sustainably to adhere to that demand that's, that's a whole other topic yeah yeah also are you a vegan by the way i am yeah i've been vegan for four years just over four years now oh it is actually quite a long time it's not really i mean i, w- I was vegetarian for three years before that but i went vegetarian because i didn't like the way that animals are treated and then obviously once you learn more and more and more then i think the natural step for me was to to go vegan so yeah, yeah. Mm. so when you went for 
vegan four years ago. So it's it was just before Christmas 2017. Yeah. Sorry if you were trying to do the maths there. <laughs> Having a vegan place in Hartford, a uh, vegan exclusive, that would never even been dreamed about four or five years ago. To go to a vegan restaurant four or five years ago, you would have had to go to London. But now there's so many options. You go into the supermarket, they've got entire aisles full of plant-based meal, you've got your ready meals, you've got your plant-based meat, loads of good stuff. And yeah, completely different from four or five years ago. Nice. Yeah. Have you seen, have you had a look? Yeah. Yourself in like Tesco? Um, have you been to uh, something called Honey Lane, the organic food shop? About the that, yellow shop, right? Yeah. yeah. They have like oat milk and things like that. And the man who was there was really nice. They do loads of things of what you're talking about, like meat and dairy things without, yeah, free. Um, without yeah, milk. yeah. Yeah, they're really nice in there. I go in there sometimes just to get a smoothie and have a chat with them. They do some really cool fruit and veg in there yeah. that you might not see anywhere else. Yeah. They're a really important shop to have in a town, I think. Another little point there is good to shop locally rather than always using Tesco's and Sainsbury's and Asda and all those. It's really important to think about the smaller shops, I think, as well. You know, if, if you're thinking, oh, I just need to go and get some oat milk or, or something from the supermarket, instead of going there, maybe just go to like his shop, for instance. It might be a tiny bit more expensive, but it makes a lot more of a difference to him and also to the demand of plant-based and vegan options as well, because he'll be able to sell more. <laughs> Yeah, this is quite a long question, so sorry. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. I see that Vintage already offers takeaway and delivery. This is going to be good during COVID because you don't have to meet up with other people and having the risk of getting ill. I read on the Institute of Engineering and Technology website that this contactless service will develop even more in the future. For example, Burger King in America trying out a locker, like you get a swimming pool, so you can just take your food out of it. And McDonald's are looking at AI when people place their orders in the drive-thru. What do you think about this? If I'm honest, I don't know if I like the idea yet. There's a lot to consider. I'm very aware that people are losing connection with each other and that doesn't help with simple things like your mental health. Even if you are 100% protected from any sort of viruses, such as COVID, it's always nice to... Say, for instance, when you go to Tesco or Sainsbury's or something, it's nice to sometimes use the checkout rather than the self-checkout because you get to say hello to someone and you get to smile with someone and say goodbye to someone. And that's really important, I think. So to have AI and the lockers and stuff like that, it, it just adds to another issue that we're facing, which is too much convenience and a more disconnection from each other. Imagine if you don't see your friends for a whole year and how that makes you feel. I guess that's... Something else that's a bit of a worry with stuff like this, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's always nice to say hello and smile at someone. You know, imagine trying to do that with a robot. <laughs> yeah. and there's just a sort of feeling where if you talk with a normal person, it feels like they actually, it's like a special feeling. Yeah, yeah. But a robot yeah. wouldn't have that because they haven't developed enough. That's correct. Even if you don't notice it when you leave the shop, it does help you if you get to say, hello, how are you? Thank you. Goodbye. Have a smile with someone. It does help you. It helps your helps your day. It helps your mental health. And I think it's important that we don't go too far in that direction because otherwise people will just be more sad. <laughs> and we don't want that. Yeah. The other thing is I definitely cannot afford to use AI. <laughs> so I can't really offer any opinion on that at this point because I don't know how much it will cost. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I can buy robots right now. No, I don't know why. Um, I don't have much money at all. Uh, I agree with you, but I don't agree with what it actually says in the question. I don't agree with the article. So for veg heads, we have the hatch of the kitchen open. 
the entire time so you can actually see the food being made and talk to anyone if you wanted to and it's the same because i've got another place in bishop's dorford as well and that's an open kitchen so literally you order and you can see everything happening in the same angle so that's beautiful i love that i love that we can do that you know that we can always like talk to customers a bar in a pub you can yeah. see the drinks they make and how they yeah make, yeah exactly how clean it is because sometimes it's on the shop or something but there's like a hygiene rating at the front and you know when you want to grow in you may want to see them how that how they actually make it to see how good the hygiene is yeah if you didn't look at it they can make really bad food without you knowing but when you're going to it you could see if they make good food or not yeah yeah it's good for a business to show their hygiene rating so like we have ours on our hatch which is a five star just for the record but i mean a lot of businesses don't show it maybe because they don't have a great rating yeah yeah it's important for a business to care about that so that you guys for instance can be or feel safer when you order you know most fast food packaging is not recyclable or good for the environment do you think they can make it any better for the environment i think things like that are improving all the time since i started the business over three years ago now we were using something called vegware which is made from sugarcane material you think the amount of sugar that people have or the sugar that's in the world there's going to be sugarcane that needs to go somewhere so that's good i now use something called craft which are similar material so it's all biodegradable or recyclable. Unfortunately, it's not a law. And I think that I think that businesses need to use it more often. And plastic bags being another problem or single use plastic in general. But there's a lot of polystyrene that's still used. So, you know, sometimes you get from like, I don't know, local chip shops or kebab shops. They always still use those really cheap ones. The other problem with that is, though, and as a business owner, this is something that I see. It can cost me up to 30p a box to use. So... Imagine if I'm just selling you one portion of chips, 30p of that goes just towards the box that I've given you because it's recyclable and biodegradable. Everything is improving in terms of the materials and stuff like that from what I can see, but they also need to bring down the cost, which because it's maybe what puts businesses off using those materials. Yeah. You always have to think about cost, especially with a business, but it's just something that needs to be done. Yeah. Dad was telling me how he read something about the future of packaging made from mushrooms. Mushroom packaging. Yeah. Mushrooms are great. There's so many different things you can do with mushrooms. Do you like mushrooms? Uh, not particularly. I'll eat them in like a sauce. Okay. On my birthday, my birthday was in December, and I actually went mushroom foraging in Essex. And honestly, it was amazing what you learn. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of types of mushrooms that you can use as in for food and just in one two-hour trip walking around i picked up five different types of mushrooms that you can cook up and eat and in fact i used a lot of them for a mushroom gravy that i made for our christmas menu that we had in december because i mean they're right there right they're outside and they're edible so why not use them we're also looking at using different type of mushroom and oyster mushroom for another chicken option on our new menu that's coming out in spring hopefully you'll like that one yeah <laughs> i couldn't believe that the burger i had when i came to your restaurant wasn't real meat it's texture and the way it, the way it looked was so similar filling as well right did yeah. it fill you up yeah it was really yummy i just didn't just ate loads of it but then i got too full to eat anymore because so, it <laughs> filled me up so much i did, i couldn't get to eat all of it yeah our chicken we make from something called seitan Spell S-E-I-T-A-N. It's quite commonly used, but if you make it yourself, it can be really healthy. And it's it's actually, it's got a lot more protein than meat. So it definitely fill you up a lot quicker. Yeah. If you ever hear anyone saying, where do you get your protein from? Just say Satan to see what they say.
<laughs> it actually comes from vital wheat gluten, which doesn't sound very nice. And that's why we don't call it that. But they've been using it for a long time. Like it's come from originally they used to wash flour, literally you wash flour and you get the vital wheat gluten from that. And then that's what you use to sort of bind other ingredients together to make a chicken alternative, for instance, or we've done other things in the past like beef, lamb. But it's a long process. It's not an easy process to do, but it's definitely a very rewarding process. It's a lot of fun. And obviously you can create loads of different flavors and stuff using this seitan. So I recommend keeping your eye on our new options for seitan soon. <laughs> we make a seitan brisket as well at the moment, which is uh, very popular. Right. Yeah. Why do you call it like pork and beef and made it look like meat when it's not? Is that so people who aren't vegan might try it? It's a great question. I get that quite often. I think there's more than one point to it. My favourite point is to use the name chicken or to shape it in a way that people recognise. It's more about something I'd like to call redefinition. If we're going towards, and you've had this, I think you've had a conversation like this before on your podcast, the more plant-based food system in this country, then it's important to, in the future, if people are saying, I'll have chicken burger, please, they'll automatically be calling it a chicken burger, even though it will be a plant-based version of that. People in a hundred years time might be looking back and going, oh my God, they actually ate chicken? Whoa, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, It's just something that we maybe are using to redefine what chicken actually is or what beef actually is. But then yeah, at the same time, you don't see sausages running around a field. You don't see chicken fillets running around a field. I mean, the chicken fillet and a sausage, they've been shaped that way to make it look like nothing like the animal itself so that it makes it easier for people to eat. And then your point, the last point, I think, which is important as well, which is what you said about people having something to recognise. Even though I spell friggin' chicken differently to how you would normally spell chicken, I wouldn't have a business if I was just selling to vegans, especially in Hartford. I did a bit of research recently. We had 92% of the people buying on that weekend were non-vegan. And non-vegans can eat vegan food too, right? Like yourselves. It's important that you have something that you can recognize and you go, oh, I know I like the taste of chicken, so therefore give this a go as well, you know? Yeah. That was a long answer, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's, it's, a, it's a loaded question. It's an important question. And I think a lot of people don't really understand why vegan options are called like chicken or fish or whatever. There's plenty of answers in there for you, I think. You know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. We did an episode of the future of food and talked about how we all need to cut down the amount of meat we eat. So do you think the future of fast food is more vegan and vegetarian? And what would you say to somebody who is a bit nervous about trying plant-based food or doesn't think they'll like it? So the first question, five, ten years ago, using an example of the biggest companies, you wouldn't have had a KFC vegan burger, you wouldn't have had a plant burger from McDonald's. Burger King have the Rebel Burger. Subway have three, four, five different options. Pizza Express, I went there last night in Hartford. They have a whole vegan menu with 15 different pizzas and stuff on there. These places, they know that it's important for us to have those options, right? And fast food is, again, that convenient thing that people can just have a quick bite. And it's important to give those people that option so that they're not contributing as much to environmental damage, to, you know, the deaths of animals and so on. There is still an issue with health, I think. Fast food is fast food and it's still junk, so it still needs to be eaten sparingly that often. <laughs> There's a lot more options and I think they'll continue to grow as more and more people choose plant-based options over meat options. What was the second question you asked? What would you say to somebody who is a bit nervous about trying plant-based food uh, or doesn't think they'll like it? I mean, we all started somewhere, right? I ate meat for 
a long, long time. And I think if you're able to just be a little bit more open-minded about the food options in front of you, we're so lucky already, especially in this country, to have so many different options. It's easy to get wrapped up in our own bubble, and but it's important also to try and learn as much as you can while we're still here. You might like it. You probably will like it. The options out there are absolutely delicious now. Businesses like myself are popping up here, there and everywhere for a reason, because we are confident in the quality of the food that we can produce when it's vegan and plant-based. You know, yeah. you came into VegHeads the other week and you tried it and said you liked it, even though it was, yeah, it was really perhaps good. maybe too big. <laughs> yeah. In the UK, one in every four adults and around one in every five children aged 10 to 11 are overweight. Although choosing a plant-based option at a fast food restaurant may be better environment, a lot of it is still junk food, I guess, which isn't so good for us if we eat it all the time. Just like you said earlier, really. Are there any healthier choices at VegHeads or any advice for people about their diet? Yeah, oh yeah. Get as many plants as you can into your diet. You know, like beans, different forms of grain, as many vegetables and fruit as you can. It will fill you up. That's the thing that people don't realise. Fibre in food fills you up. And there's plenty of fibre in fruit and veg. At VegHeads, we do have, and we will be increasing it as well, we bowls on our menu. So you'll see we've got like a Caesar bowl. We've got our healthy burger option. We've got that as a naked version so with lots of salads and beans and slaw and stuff like that and we've got a naked burrito bowl as well one of our burritos has cauliflower rice and marinara beans and a fresh sort of what we call naked slaw i use that word a lot apparently (laughs) it's lovely it's very popular yeah what's naked slaw Um, oh sorry yeah so coleslaw without the mayonnaise yeah yeah coleslaw we make at the moment is mango mayonnaise and mustard in there I have burritos at home quite regularly and it has beans. Oh, but it does have cheese in. At least it's not me. I still really like it. The other thing with cheese, I remember when I first went vegan, I felt like I had to pretend that I liked it. mm, Yeah, vegan cheese, yeah. But now it's actually quite nice, whereas before it used to be terrible. So that's another thing that's changed a lot in the time I've been vegan, which is good because obviously a lot of people eat dairy cheese and if it's easier to change to a plant-based version of that a little little secret the cheese sauce that we make is actually carrot and potato based oh yeah the ones in the supermarkets are usually coconut oil and potato starch based yeah and then obviously if you were to spend a bit more money on on vegan cheese then it'll be almond or cashew based maybe yeah yeah. Um, yeah. what's your favorite food on your menu i really like the jerk green burger that we have do you know jerk flavor i'm not sure really it's a bit spicy it's quite sweet and spicy yeah it's caribbean style so we have the mango slaw in there we have plantains plantains are like a a bigger version of a banana yeah and they've been fried and then the jerk green burger is pea butter bean and kale based patty with all the spices and stuff in there that's my favorite one i'll try that next time yeah yeah man yeah definitely and what about christmas dinner what did you have was it a really different from a traditional one? Christmas dinner, what did I have? It was only like last week and I've forgotten already. Oh, so we had some soy turkey that VegHeads have made anyway. So I basically used that and we made fresh stuffing. We made obviously everything, roast potatoes and stuff from scratch. Swede mash. We had roasted sprouts with like bacon bits in there. Again, the bacon bits were soy based. Homemade gravy. It was delicious. A normal roast dinner. Traditional. <laughs> with yeah. all the trimmings. But instead of the meat, I was with vegans as well. So, yeah, it was easy for us. And then dessert, we just had cheesecake. We had Christmas pudding and something else. What did we have? Oh, a chocolate and orange tart. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was amazing. No dairy, no eggs. Oh, I also have vegan chocolate with like a hazelnut inside it. And I That's really right. 
Yeah, I really like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, was it called Vego? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's really nice, that one. I try not to eat too much chocolate, but I think if I did have vegan chocolate, then Vego is my favourite. Yeah. Because it rhymes with Lego, so I'm guessing you probably yeah. like it for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can make a Lego Vego. <laughs> I'm going to make a Lego veggie burger after this for the thumbnail of the podcast, I think. Oh, that's cool. Love to see that. Yeah. Send me a photo. Yeah. Have you heard of something called Veganuary? Yeah. So, you know, we're in January right now. Yeah. There's this thing you can do called Veganuary, and it's just being vegan for one month for January. And a lot of people are doing it. A New Year's resolution. Yeah, yeah. You can use it as a New Year's resolution, but it basically gives you like one month to just try out the vegan lifestyle or just vegan food, however you want to sort of do it. It's like a a month of learning how to be more sustainable and and everything if you can be, trying out more vegan options. Depending on when this goes out, just so people have heard of it or want to give it a go, definitely look that up on Google. Thanks so much for giving up your day today because I had a really, really great time talking to you about the future fast food. Thank you for having me on. Much appreciated. It's been great to talk to you. My favourite bit was finding out about the names on your menu and of your business. Yeah, thank you, Jack. I appreciate you having me on and hope I'll get to meet you in person soon. Yeah, wish you a happy new year and I hope your business gets even more popular. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. I hope so too. Bye. See you later, guys. That's all we've got time for today. This week's episode has been really interesting. It's inspired me to be a bit more adventurous with my food choices and maybe try something different. I may actually try that mushroom dish when I next visit Vegheads. The questions I asked Nat were based on an article Mum and I read by the Institute of Engineering and Technology, which is a very cool organisation and right up my street. I've run out of time to talk about the article anymore today, but as usual, Mum will put a link in the description, so do take a look if you're interested. Mum will also put the link to VegHead's website and social media account in the description, and they also are available for delivery to those local to the Hartford and British Shortford area on Deliveroo. Go and get us an Uber Eats. Why not give them a go? The food is delicious. Join me next time for another exciting episode of Jack to the Future.